Blog Talk Radio. Well, let's get rolling here. Um, talking with you, Miss Victory, and your name is just perfect for the success that you have. You are a Grammy Award winner and recording artist signed personally by Jay-Z to Rock Nation. And here you are. You have a sophomore album, Glory Hour. And so I know this has been a lot of work. So let's get started with telling us about Glory Hour. How many songs are on this new project? Yeah, just 18 songs, and um, many of which are full-length songs, and and several of them are interludes and poems that you'll weave in between the different different storylines throughout the album. 18 songs, that is a lot of good music. That's a lot of work. How long did it take you guys to put this together? Uh, it, it took about two years. I can see that. Yes, I can definitely see that. So I know, as we all know, you are uh, not only a fine singer uh, and a songwriter, musician as well. So did you write or co-write all 18 as well as the the interludes in between or what? Yeah, um, I was the principal writer for, for the whole album. Um, actually, I, I, I wrote all the songs with the exception of the hymn, uh, you know, He Rise on the Sparrow and um, Greatest by Faithfulness. Um, but everything else I, I wrote and composed, um, and then I partnered with producers. And, you know, the, these producers were so critical to the overall sound. Um, so I ended up sharing writing writer's credit with, with the producers. Uh, as well, and the arrangers of the orchestration. But from a lyrical and melodic uh, standpoint, I wrote 100% of all the lyrics and all of the um, melody. So tell us about that producing, that production team there, uh, Grammy Award winners such as yourself. So tell everybody who your producers are. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the producer that walked with me from the very beginning all the way to the very end. His name is Caleb Moten. And he actually is a um, newer producer um, in the industry. Um, he is a film score composer as well as a classical pianist. And he has um, a background in, in like DJing as well. And so was the perfect fit, not only in terms of skill, but also in terms of his spiritual grounding, and we just share the same world view when it comes to our faith. And so he was passionate about uh, collaborating with me all the way through from beginning to end, um, and was a very key person. And then I had I had at least six other producers that partnered in various stages of the of the um, process and so some came in closer to the beginning and were a part of the beginning stages others came in closer to the end and were part of finalizing stages um, but another key player was um, Faith Jones Faith is a producer out of New York and he is known for 
collaborating with artists such as Wyclef and, um, and many others, but probably Wyclef is the, the most no, notable um, collaboration. And, and then um, another heavy hitter is Stephen Blake Kanika, who is also a Grammy Award winning producer uh, and has done a lot with artists of the likes of King, for King and Country and um, and many other CCM uh, Christian acts. And so, yeah, those were like my top producers on the project. Well, it sounds like a very stellar lineup of producers there. Uh, I'm a huge yeah. fan of CCM music, a uh, genre of music myself, so I can't go wrong with some good old CCM people ever. <laughs> Tell me, um, now, as you said, uh, the song, the song, the uh, album has several songs that you personally penned. So why did you decide to include the classic hymns, His I Is on the Sparrow and Great Is Thy Faithfulness? Yeah, these songs, you know, there is a thing that, that, um, a narrative that says, you know, the traditional gospel music is outdated and it's no longer relevant and it's your grandma's music. But I felt that the same revelation of faith that that carried the generations before us, you know, that same gospel and that same spirit and that same faith is needed today and is very much relevant today. And if we can reimagine these songs, these are not just songs, they're, they are almost like they're anthems of hope that carried people through, you know, some of the most, some of the, the most, uh, difficult trials you know, from different wars. Like, just think of the the songs that stirred up faith through, throughout World War II or throughout the epidemic, like smallpox epidemic. Or, like, you know, these hymns are, like, are anthems that are, that they they carry spiritual properties inside of them that for generations have ignited faith and hope in millions of people's hearts um, all over the world. And so, you know, I wanted basically to be an artist that that honors the past and honors these um, contributions and, and, and carries it by, I'm honoring it by carrying it on in this current generation. Um, while also bringing in new sounds and new songs and new revelations. And I think altogether it, it, um, it's a picture of, you know, what God has done um, and what God is doing today and, and the sounds that we're paving the way for in the future. And so all of these elements I wanted to, to be present in my album Glory Hour. Well, I really think that another good uh, aspect 
that you've done with uh, these two classic hymns is that you're introducing them to your generation of uh, fans. Um, Exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure that they are like, oh, wow, that beautiful song, but little do they know that songs have been around before we were even born. So that's, Uh I commend you for, you know, not being... You know, like you said earlier, some people think that, you know, we've outgrown these types of traditional songs, but you didn't, and you had the talent to put some whole new life into them. So I commend you, and thank you for doing so, putting them on your new album. Absolutely. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, now, um, you, in addition to being a singer or songwriter, you play multiple, uh, you're a musician. How many instruments do you play? Uh, I play, I want to say I play three. I, I can comfortably claim three. I play guitar, bass, and piano. Oh, you play bass. Oh, I think it's so cool when women play bass guitar. I just love that. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. Well, now, one of your songs uh, on your, your new album is Glory to God. And that's you. Is that you playing guitar, uh, the piano on that one? Yes, actually. Beautiful. Just beautiful. So for you, I understand that you come from, you have a lot of siblings. What do you have? Is it seven or eight siblings? Yes, I have eight siblings. You have eight siblings. And they're all just so talented, because we'll talk about that in a minute. But for you, what came first? Was it your instrumental talents and then the singing, or did both? all kind of come along at the same time when you were younger as a, as a child? Uh, singing was definitely my first instrument. Okay. And then later yeah. on, the, the, the actual guitar and piano. Yeah, that came at least uh, like 11 years after I was already singing. So it was more so late in the game. But my understanding of harmony and singing and and arranging um, helped me to learn the guitar rather quickly. Now, didn't you, uh, your family have a singing group that the, the, all the siblings or something like that could fill me in on that? Yes. Um, my family has a group called Infinity Song. And, yeah, this okay. band um, is comprised of four of my siblings. Uh-huh. Okay. Are they singing or have any participation on the current, your new album or what? Uh, not on this album, um, but I, I'm on family album. Um, yeah, on the album that we all did together. Oh, I see. Okay. So what is it like working with your family now that you, all of you are young adults as compared to when you were growing up together? What is that like? You know, there now it's you know it's really important to find room for individual expression um, and not to just be the the collective. Um, although the collective voice is important, um, it's important to also find what is your individual message and create an outlet an outlet for that as well, so that um, nothing gets neglected. And so that's kind of the balance that I've had to grow into as an adult um, because it's it's not quite as simple as 
as it was when we were children, when you, you don't really um, know your voice as an individual, but you rather know, you, you it's rather collectively all one voice, mm-hmm. you know, and so, yeah, that's just the balance that I've had to grow into as, as an adult. So are there any plans for all of you to get together specifically for a family album? Um, at some point, yes. Uh, we actually have, have several family albums. So it, now it's, it's more of exploring what it looks like in different formats. But, um, we always leave the door open for family albums. Oh, I bet a family get-togethers with your family are just memorable with all that great talent and music there. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, tell everyone, and again, we are speaking with Rock Nation recording artist Victory, and she has a highly anticipated new sophomore album titled Glory Hour. And We're just kind of talking about the album and just all aspects of her career here. So, all right, Miss Miss Victory, tell us how... Did you meet Jay-Z? He personally signed you to Rock Nation. How did that that eventful meeting take place? Yeah, um, well, I was introduced to him by a gentleman by the name of James Samuel. James is a British um, uh, film producer and writer, and he is also um, still younger brother, the recording artist deal. And uh, so James is really connected in the industry, and he's also really good friends with Daisy. And so James uh, really is the one that discovered me. And um, I was singing in Central Park, you know, uh, and uh, James sent a video of me singing in Central Park to Daisy, And um James advocated for me and said, you know, this girl is the, the next Tracy Chapman. She's the next Amy Winehouse. You know, this is a rip. She's a really big deal. And so this is 10 years after singing in Central Park almost every day with my, with my family. And so, um, here we are. Jay-Z, uh, watches the video and is impressed. And he's like, I want to meet this girl. And so um, my dad and I end up going uh, to the office, to the Rock Nation office in, in New York. Um, and we end up sitting down with Jay-Z in his penthouse office overlooking the whole New York City. And um, we had, we shared stories. Yeah, we shared our story and, um, and, they was like, man, I'd love to meet the whole family. Your story is so interesting. And what's funny is that my dad had my siblings downstairs in the lobby waiting in, in case they were able to come up and meet Jay as well. And so um, at that moment when Jay was like, I, I wish I could meet the whole family, uh, my dad's like, well, they're they're all downstairs. And, <laughs> and so... Um, my brothers and sisters come up and Jay brings 
his whole company around and and um we sing for the whole company as as a group and then i sing um an original song i wrote called weatherman as a soloist and um and it was pretty much history from there because uh they were so blown away and um jay um requested that he they offered us a deal a record deal but he requested that my album be the first album that that we release on the deal and then the family album and then a victory album so basically that that established me as a solo artist um and and but it also created room for my family to also be included in the deal and um and that's how it started Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful deal. So no one, as I used to say, no child left behind. No family member was left behind in this deal. That's awesome, Jay. That's awesome. That is, when, what was it like when Jay said, I don't know, of course, how exactly how he said it, but when he made the decision, hey, we're going to sign you on the spot. What was, what was that like? It was like a, a surreal, surreal dream or something or what? Absolutely. I mean, you have to understand 10 years of singing in Central Park. Yes. Almost a day. And, and then you find yourself at what feels like the top of the world in an instant. And then everything just happens so quickly. And, and now it's like, you know, because when you're singing in the, in the subway or singing in the park, it's like, it's like you're, underneath the noise of all the of everything happening in society and then suddenly we just ride the elevator above all the noise to the top floor and are given a platform to amp- to be amplified above the noise and, and so that's really what 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 it felt like and it was all in an instant you know, that reminds me of the, the class. I'm sure you and your family have probably discussed this before, but for people listening, this is like this, this, the biblical story of Joseph. Overnight, he goes from being a slave in the dungeon to instantly becoming the, uh, I guess the title would be like the second in command prime minister to the whole country of Egypt. And that was that sounds like what this was very similar. Yeah, it's definitely divine. Mm-hmm. Nothing that you could orchestrate from human intellect or just persistently trying to get there. Um, I think the, the biggest thing was persistently being faithful with what I had. And then God opened the doors and placed me before kings. And that's essentially what happened. That's what has happened. So what was it like, uh, the whole family, you leave out of the big office, the penthouse office, and you go home for that evening. What was that like, the ride going home? <laughs> you know, it was all just very surreal and felt like it wasn't real life. But uh, it it was it was, you know, just really... Um, a dream come true, but certain things, certain things, you know, you don't even dream about because it doesn't even seem feasible. Uh, we always knew we were going to be 
successful artists, but like you tap in at that level of the industry, but you bypass so many levels. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just a sense of sobriety and gratitude and, you know, just humbled by the honor. So you went from Central Park performances to walking up on the stage to get that Grammy Award. That is definitely, oh, that is just divine intervention at its best. So so tell me really fast here. Uh, you said 10 years, you and the family performing uh, subway, underground subway areas of New York and Central Park. A couple of most memorable performances, you know, whether it was from people passing by or, or just any couple of uh, just memories. Yeah. Um, there were all sorts of memories. I, I mean, I, my favorite was sometimes there were really, really special moments when I'm singing and it becomes like the best performance of my life. Like, in terms of how I executed a particular song. And and it, it I just remember these particular moments where it was just so precious, like the delivery of a epic performance. But then I would look around and it's like four people standing on the subway platform that heard it. <laughs> you know, I remember these moments where I just, I felt like that the performance was so epic, but it's too bad no one will ever hear it. And I don't even know if I'll be able to do it again. I'll ever be able to do it again as good as I just did it. Um, <laughs> and so I have a handful of memories like that where it was just much, much, much too special to expect that I could do it again. Um, and I've had special performances where people were actually watching and the cameras and, and, and the audience. But it's just something, something different when you've been singing for hours and then suddenly, you know, I think that was the best I've ever done. Like that one time, like that time I sang somewhere of the rainbow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Five minutes ago was was the best I've ever seen it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I have quite a few memories like that. Are there any songs from uh, the Subway Central Park years, original songs that you have included? On uh, I know this is only your second uh, album, but are any of those original songs have you implemented them into your current success now, or what? Um, you know. I I don't sing them as often. Um, yeah, it's like from another era. And plus many people, because they, those songs were not particularly included on my album, The Broken Instrument. Mm-hmm. And so most people don't even know those songs that I wrote from that era. So they're not, it's not like they're requested songs or popular songs or, you know, so, but sometimes I bring them out and, and, um, because it's just in my heart and I just sing it out of show, um, but it's not, not quite often. 
Okay. Well, I've got a last question here. Uh, is there a plan for tour for Glory Hour, maybe in the fall or maybe early next year or what? Yes, absolutely. Actually, both. Um, I'm doing shows throughout the end of the year, um, some of which I'm headlining and some of which I'm an opening act. I'm actually opening for Lauren Daigle on tour um, in eight cities. Uh, starting in LA at the Crypto Arena, and we're going to be hitting different arenas um, throughout the country in in the months of November and December. And um, all my tour dates and everything are on my website at victoryboard.com. At victoryboard.com. I know you mentioned that one of your producers uh, does uh, sound film soundtrack work. Is that an area of music that you're interested in? It sounds like your songs could really be good for certain films out here. Yeah, actually, yes. Um, you know, a lot of my music is, is very heavily, you know, into storytelling and, and, um, and, you know, building writing narrative around, uh, life and, you know, and so it, yeah, many of my, songs I do believe would fit well in in films. I know they would for sure. Well the album again is Glory Hour and by this very multi talented young lady Victory and I think that's a good pairing to have you and Lauren Daigle touring together. So the promoters came up with a brilliant idea for that one. And we'll just look forward to seeing you two on tour. Give us your website one more time so people can follow and see if the tours come into their city. Absolutely. You could um, check out tickets on my website at victoryboys.com. Okay. And that's B-O-Y-D, victoryboys.com. Well, Ms. Victory, again, thank you so much for this chat and this conversation, and even more so, thank you for your inspiring, motivational, and just, you know, just a good music, just really good, solid music. Thank you so much for doing that, continuing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. You okay. take care. Okay, absolutely, and hopefully see you next project. Yes, absolutely. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bless you. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.